The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it's David Zatella with another episode of PPC Rockstars. And today I have the privilege of sitting in Google headquarters with Frederic Vallez, who is the... I'm the AdWords Evangelist. The AdWords Evangelist. And uh, Frederic has been very gracious to help us, me, you, and uh, the other people listening. Frederic has been kind enough to help us understand uh, sometimes mysterious, sometimes mythological uh, concept that's very, very important to AdWords advertisers, which is quality score. So basically, uh, we are going to describe quality score and dispel some of the myths. Unfortunately, there are some misconceptions that have been uh, written a lot about. Uh, In fact, um, if you do a search on quality score, uh, AdWords quality score, over the past six months, you'll probably find 15 articles, most of which contain disinformation. So um, that's why I thought it was important to get the uh, the, the truth and the facts uh, right from the source. So, uh, Frederic, uh, thanks for joining us. And you can just launch right in with a description of what is quality score and why it matters, if, if you don't mind. Right. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, uh, David. I'm really excited to tell people a little bit about what quality score is really about and, uh, and why we have it. And really fundamentally, the reason that quality score is in place on the Google AdWords system is that we want to make sure that we show the most relevant ads to users uh, at the right time. And unless we have a relevance metric that is used in terms of how we position the ads, uh, it's very easy for the wrong ad to show up at the top of the page. And so if you look back historically, we, we started looking at CTR as one of the two factors that determine ad position. So in the past, it was click-through rate, CTR, multiplied by your maximum CPC. Uh, Over time, though, CTR was one metric, but we we figured we'd be able to do uh, a little bit better and start looking at some other factors that were mostly CTR-based as well, but variations of it. And so that eventually became named quality score. And so today, what you have in the system is quality score multiplied by maximum CPC determines your ad rank. Right. And like I said, so that means that the most relevant ads will have an advantage in terms of either showing up higher on the page or they would pay less than an equivalent ad that had a lower quality score. Uh, and really a, a very simple example to help explain this is say that you have two advertisers. One has a quality score that's twice as high as the other. Well, that advertiser only has to pay half as much, and yet they will still have the same ad position. Right, So uh, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes the ad that has the highest position on the page actually pays less in terms of cost per click 
than the ad below it. And that is because that advertiser just has a more relevant message. Um, and then the other thing that I would say about relevance is it's not really so much that Google is making judgments on what is relevant and what is not relevant, but we want to make users vote, right? So when a user comes to a search results page and they see a bunch of ads, it is with their clicks that they vote what is the most relevant ad. And that's really largely CTR-based. And that goes into quality score, which then means uh, we're able to show better ads, hopefully. So it's perfectly in fitting with Google's overall goal, which is to pre present to the searcher the most relevant um, results. And uh, I'm reminded, uh, I hope this isn't too sacrilegious, but I'm reminded of um, Steve Ballmer's presentation yesterday at SES. Uh, we're here at SES. Uh, what? 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 SMX. SMX. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. George, edit that out. We're in trouble. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, presentation that Steve Ballmer gave yesterday at uh, SMX West. Um, you know, you can argue with Steve, you can argue with Microsoft, but he made a statement that I thought was really uh, right on the money and relevant to this discussion. He said, sometimes an ad is the most relevant search result. In other words, if you can infer from the search from the search query that um, you know the person doing the query is interested in taking advantage of an advertiser offer, the the ad is the most relevant search query. So you you the, the the quality score really boils down to rewarding advertisers for relevance. It's it's really that simple. So um, Frederick, can you lead us through the um, the main components of quality score? I think that's one. Um, stumbling block for a lot of advertisers. Right, so uh, we'll talk about the main components, but uh, that, that story that you just told about Steve Ballmer and how sometimes the ad can be the most relevant result uh, kind of reminds me of one of the myths that a lot of people have, which is if they don't see an ad on a search results page, they think nobody else has tried advertising on that. But it's kind of the opposite of what Steve was saying, right? Some queries just are so non-commercial in nature that it almost makes no sense to show an ad. And some people have tried, but the organic results tend to be more relevant, more on uh, on target with what that user was looking for. So that's why in some of those cases, you actually don't see any ads. And that's completely fine by Google. We don't just want to sell that space if it's not the most relevant result. That's fascinating. Okay. So for example, in that example, um, there may be advertisers bidding on one of the words in the search query. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so either an advertiser has bid on exactly that query or they might be just bidding on one of the words in that query. Um, but, but you make a great point. So, I mean, if they were using broad match and they just had one of the words, um, say the word was champagne, you have three different ways that somebody could search for champagne, essentially. You could have something that's very non-commercial. How is champagne made? Right In that situation, it's probably not an ad that's going to be the most relevant result in that case. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you could have where can I buy a bottle of champagne? Clearly very commercial intent, and most likely the ad is going to be the best result that most quickly takes you to the page where you can actually go and buy that bottle um, and ship it. Right? And then somewhere in between you have the more dubious queries where it could be commercial, it could be non-commercial. So say somebody just typed in champagne in the query box, there's really no way for us to easily know whether they're looking to buy it or how it's produced. And so in that situation, you might see a couple of ads, but not as many as if there was a clear commercial intent. Okay, great. I'm, that that was a, a fascinating diversion. So, um, back to quality score. Um, I think it would be really helpful for the listeners if we start with the most important factors and uh, make sure that I, I guess 
well, you, you verify this for me. Um, you can almost put it as if uh, advertisers pay attention to the most important factors, uh, at least cover those. If you can cover all the factors, that's great. But if you're going to only cover, if you're only able to cover two or three, then these are the ones that are most impactful. Right. So uh, the, the really the main factor that goes into quality score, like I said before, is the click-through rate. And so the way that we evaluate the click-through rate is on a couple of different levels. There's the most granular one, which is determined by your ad group structure, which is which keyword shows up in combination with, with a certain ad text. Um, the other thing that we look at is sort of the click-through rate at the account level. So to give an example around this, say that you're a brand new advertiser for the first time coming into the system and you're buying the keyword flowers. Well, in that situation, all that Google has to rely on is the historical click-through rate of other advertisers who've used that keyword flowers. And so that will set your baseline for the quality score in that situation. But then very quickly, as your account actually starts building up its own performance history as related to click-through rate, that will become a, a heavier factor in our calculation, right? So we'll know that for your specific keyword flowers in combination with your ad text, which has a specific visible URL, that has a performance that's different from the average in the system. And that starts to weigh more heavily in, in terms of quality score. And the other thing that we do now is say that you've been advertising with us for a while, but you put in a new keyword that you've never used in the past. Now what we can do is we can say, well, historically, on an account level, this advertiser has either been better than average, worse than average, right on average. That then helps us say, okay, this this guy was better than average in the past, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And for this new keyword, assume he's also going to be better than average. Um, the opposite of, is, of course, true as well. And so that's sort of uh, where people start looking at uh, the different factors. Now, one, one thing to keep in mind is that the campaign or the ad group ID, they do not factor in, right? So to, to us, it's literally what keyword shows up with, uh, with a certain ad text. But if you take that exact same keyword, the exact same ad text, move it to a different ad group, to us, that looks the same, and you'll have the same quality score for that. Right, so those, those are sort of the basic factors of the quality score that's going to determine your first page bid. Uh, and, and by the way, for those of you who don't know how to look up your quality score, there's the keyword analysis uh, pop-up that you see in, uh, in your campaign management pages. That will tell you your quality score on a 1 to 10 level. And you can also hover over that and will tell you what the issue is, whether it's a relevance issue or a landing page quality issue. Anyway, uh, that kind of goes along with the first page bid that we show in the account. But now the, the, where the mystery kind of starts happening for a lot of people is when Google says it's CTR and other relevance factors. Uh, these other relevance factors, what are these? And really the goal of Google was not to, to obscure something um, you know, that goes into the system that we didn't want to share with you guys. But it, it is more that... At the time that the query happens, all of these other aspects come into play. All of these things that we didn't know based off of just your static keyword, ad text, and account, all of a sudden we do know. So we know where the searcher came from, what's the location. Uh, we might know something around what time of day is it. Uh, we might know other words that were typed in the query. So if you had a broad match keyword, say your keyword was jobs, and somebody does a search for Steve Jobs or jobs in California, two very different queries. And so these are the other relevance factors that we then start evaluating at the time that the query happens. And they will then either boost you up or down based on what we think those factors mean. And now I've given you three examples. That list is uh, is longer and we don't share all of the details in that. But, but again, at the end of the day, keep in mind, this is really about click-through rate and how do all of these 
unique factors influence the click-through rate in that specific situation. Um, and, and that really says how users think about your ad. Is it relevant or is it not? And based on that, we'll show you either higher or lower on the page, or we might not show your ad at all. Okay, so that really boils down to uh, advertisers do what you should normally be doing anyway, which is over time writing better and better ads, coupling them with uh, keywords uh, such that the likelihood that the search query will be satisfied by the ad is high. So basically do do your job, do it well, and you'll get good quality score. It, it really boils down to that, right? right. Yeah, I, I, that's a great way to put it. And so I think a lot of people have the misconception that you have to be a great technical mind to, to do well at AdWords today, but really it boils down to being a good marketer, so having a great on-topic message, combine that with a great landing page, and then have the analytical skills. So n not necessarily technical, but do know how to analyze your data and take a look at your account and start understanding which keywords are performing well from a click-through rate perspective and which ones aren't. Uh, at the end of the day, obviously, you have to keep in mind that as a business, your goal is probably to drive great ROI and not great click-through rate. Click-through rate is sort of an intermediary that Google has to use to promote the whole relevance aspect. Um, so make sure that your CTR is good, but if, if CTR comes at the cost of ROI, then in some situations it's actually better to have a little bit less CTR uh, and a higher conversion rate. And, and a great example to kind of um, really make this pretty plain and simple is if I had an ad text that says, when you click here, you get a free iPod, well, your CTR would be through the roof. But relevance-wise, it's probably not true that you're giving away free iPods. So you're not going to have any conversions. So great CTR, low conversions sucks for your business, All right? So don't do that, but, but sort of find that nice balance between great conversions for you, good enough click-through rate so that your quality score is high. Um, and then the other thing I would say around quality score is anytime it's around a level of seven, you're probably fine. You know, if it starts dropping below that, take a look at maybe optimizing the ad text, figuring out if it is actually the right keyword or if you should have something more specific. Um, but, but don't stress out. You know, if you're at a level seven, don't stress out about going to a level nine because that might not make that much of a difference for you. Okay, so um, we've got to break away for a uh, uh, some messages from our sponsors. When we come back, and listeners, I hope you come back, uh, we'll start talking about what, an advertiser should do if they are experiencing poor quality scores. Turns out there, there are several to many things that can be done. Um, so come right back for that. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. 
Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Affiliate Wire. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Frederic Vallez of... AdWords Evangelist from Google talking about quality score. So, Frederic, uh, let's let's break down the uh, problems of low quality score into a couple categories. Uh, the first one is, um, and and lots of listeners have experienced this, launching a new account, launching a new account, and switching on the campaigns, uh, and observing quality scores as low as one or two. Uh, we have clients that sometimes watch their their quality score from the very beginning, and they absolutely freak out. So, uh, what what can or should be done about uh, a situation like that? Yeah, I would say that the, the the most common mistake that I see new advertisers make when they're really new to the system is that they don't understand the need for relevance, and what they are looking for is a lot of traffic to their sites. And so inevitably, they're going to pick keywords that are just too broad, that are not relevant to what it is they're selling, and they're just trying to use keywords to drive a ton of traffic. Uh, what we typically see is if you have a keyword that's too broad or you're just trying to get traffic off of a top 10 Google-searched keyword, then your quality score is going to be low because we have so much data from other users who've tried exactly the same thing, and they have failed. And and when, when I say failed, it means they had poor click-through rate, which showed to us that from a relevance perspective, their ad was not in line with what a user was expecting to see for that specific query. Right, So when you come in and you're building a new account, make sure that those ad groups are tight. Uh, keep in mind the ad group is what determines which keywords show in combination with a certain ad text or a, a bunch of ad texts. So make sure that if you have a business that sells 15 different products, you probably want to have at least 15 different ad groups, one ad group per product with specific keywords for each of those and a specific landing page for each of those. The, uh, the other area that you mentioned is when somebody comes in and they have a uh, quality score of one or two. 
typically those very, very low quality scores have to do with a landing page quality issue. And so we haven't really discussed landing page quality yet, but uh, historically where that came from was that in the beginning of AdWords, no matter what query you did, you'd see three or four ads all from the same company. You know, imagine searching for a book while well, you'd see five different ads for Amazon affiliates. The That was not a great experience because we were delivering maybe the right results to users, but there was not a variety of results and it was five duplicated results in a large degree. And so we said we're going to have an affiliate policy, so only one visible URL can advertise per keyword. Advertisers didn't like this necessarily because it, uh, you know, they, they no longer had their affiliate business, and so they started finding ways around this. And they started building doorway pages or they started duplicating content, putting it on a different domain and claiming it was something else. And so that's where we came in with landing page quality, which is really to weed out those weak business models that we don't think add a lot of value to users. And those get essentially what amounts to uh, a penalty under quality score, which leads to a one or two. Um, and, and then if you have a one or a two quality score, keep in mind Google's not asking you to increase your bid. You know, that's ultimately not what we want you to do. We want you to take this as a sign that your your relevance is poor or there's some issue. Please go and fix that issue and don't try to solve it by just throwing more money at it. Um, at the end of the day, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. But we much prefer that you actually go and fix the root cause of the problem, which is the relevance. Gotcha. Okay, so um, you started to touch on landing page quality, and I want to get back to that um, as we segue into... Uh, some of the mythology, some of the uh, misinformation about quality score. But I wanted to, to get your opinion on one particular uh, type of situation that I know we've encountered and other advertisers have encountered, and that is the low search volume problem. So uh, frequently when a new campaign, is, a new account is created, there's no uh, quality score history in the account. Um, some of the keywords that for which Google does not have history uh, are, are given a very low quality score. And I think, uh, actually, w the way I'd like you to lead into that is to explain the fact that um, keywords in an account, w in a new account, can start out with a certain quality score, but that quality score will change even if the advertiser does nothing. And, and that makes a lot of sense, but I think it's, it's important to, for listeners to realize why that happens. Right, and you described one of the, the more unfortunate situations in our system, and that is when we just don't have enough historical data to make a correct assessment of what the quality score on a certain keyword would be. And I, I think over the years we've gotten a lot better, hopefully, at kind of starting you off at the right levels, but you're right, there are still situations like when a new movie comes out, that title of that movie might have been never seen in the system before and all of a sudden it comes in and we, we just we're not quite sure what to do with it so we, we try to start it at the average uh, but but like you said that could be a little bit lower than what your relevance would eventually be and, and so in many of those situations it really depends on how quickly you accrue traffic so the longest that i've seen it take for a keyword that starts off with poor quality score to get to sort of its uh, steady state level is about two weeks um, in many situations, that happens much more quickly, though. So if, if it's a high-volume keyword, so like a new movie, and all of a sudden people are searching for this because your marketing campaign on television has started, well, then we get enough data very quickly to say, oh, well, this is actually a very relevant ad. And in that case, it might be a matter of a day before your quality score is recalculated and actually set to that new level. Uh, but by the way, when I say quality score being recalculated, it is actually recalculated after every query. But the first page bid that we reflect in your account, that's not updated in real time. So that, that might be more along the lines of around once a day that you'll see that being updated. 
So what you're saying is is something that uh, especially um, new advertisers should pay attention to, and that is um, frequently, you know, I, I think maybe we can say that the indicator of the problem we just described is the low search volume phrase that appears next to the keyword in a new account. And um, I think too many times advertisers interpret that as saying, this is a bad keyword. Um, and it's that's not what it's intended to say at all. It's intended to say, we don't have enough information in our system. Um, this search term has not been used frequently in the past, so we don't have enough information to set the, the natural level that it will rise to uh, at this time. But as you just said, within two weeks at most, uh, if, if the keyword is relevant to the ad text, then uh, the, the quality score will naturally rise on its own. So sometimes uh, the best strategy, the best tactic is to wait, right? Yes, and I think you're exactly right. And it is one of the big myths, too, of the system. I, I often see people write that Google hates low-volume keywords. And no, it's not so much that we hate it. It's just that statistically we don't have the data and it takes us a while. And we want to be as fast as possible in terms of getting that to the right level of quality score. Uh, but again, the, these things just take time. And, and that is the, the downside, I guess, of an automated system where it's not humans making the assessment of relevance, but it is based on users voting. And that requires you to have some uh, some level of uh, traffic and impressions. The the, the other misconception that I see people say is remove these keywords. Like that, that's their uh, knee-jerk reaction, just get rid of these keywords. It's not necessarily the right thing to do. So if you have a keyword that's truly low volume, even in your account, while that's mo or zero volume, that's probably not hurting your quality score. Because again, remember quality score, largely based off of click-through rate. And click-through rate is the number of clicks per impression. So if you get very few impressions, then we also don't expect you to get a huge number of clicks. Um, so so long as that CTR is, is doing okay, even if you don't get very many impressions or no impressions, that keyword should be fine. Okay, now I want to segue into some of the mythology, but I do have one more specific question, and that is, um, okay, I think I heard you say that in a new account, the there can be an account uh, factor in the quality score of the keywords. So would you recommend the following? Um, if a new account, if an advertiser with a new account knows they have low-volume keywords, and frequently those are company name, product name, you know, unique words that haven't been searched before. If the advertiser knows they have those keywords that they're going to want to use eventually, should they initially, for the first couple of weeks, keep those turned off, keep those ad groups turned off until the account ac accumulates an account-wide quality score factor? Yeah, I think that's great advice and a great way to do it. And I wouldn't necessarily say you have to wait a couple of weeks. I mean, if you have keywords that have fairly high volume and that perform really well because they're exactly on topic, then start off those keywords. And after you know a couple of days, maybe a week or so, after you've got a pretty decent CTR in your account, then go and add some of these lower volume terms because they will benefit from the fact that at this point, you're not completely new to us and we actually know that you've done a good job with your initial set of keywords and that'll benefit the, these lower volume keywords as well. Okay, that's great. That's, that's good to know. So let's get into the disinformation. We talked uh, before the taping about uh, some articles that we had seen making claims about quality score that range from uh, slightly inaccurate to absolutely outlandish. So uh, uh, talk, talk with us about some of those uh, that, we've talk that you and I have discussed. Yeah, and, and that list is long, so uh, you know, l l let's start off with some that 
might be a little bit more interesting. So oftentimes people know that we have three different match types in the system, exact match, broad match, and phrase match. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the quality score really only gets calculated for the most part when the query matches exactly to the keyword, right? So if we go and show your ad for a broad match variation that you know, is, is not exactly what you were selling. The, for first of all, that does not feed, uh, feed back into your quality score for that keyword. And secondarily, because these other relevance factors, like what are the additional words that were present in that query, we will quickly learn that, oh, you know, if we take the keyword jobs and we show your ad for Steve Jobs, when really you have a jobs website for finding a job, then we'll stop showing that ad very, very soon because we realize that for that particular query, people are not clicking on the ad, so there doesn't seem to be relevance, right? So don't, don't worry about modifying your match types in your account for the sake of boosting your quality score because that's not going to make any difference. In fact, if you take the same keyword and you put in the same ad group in three different match types, each of those will have the same quality score because it all boils back to uh, one common factor that's sort of in the system. Gotcha. So uh, the, the other thing that a lot of people think to be the case, but, but it's not really the case, is that if you come into, uh, if you start a new keyword, bid really high to get it into a higher position on the page because higher positions have a higher click-through rate. Well, the reality is that we we definitely know that higher positions have these higher click-through rates. So what we do is we normalize for that. Um, in a top position, at the top of the page, we might expect you to have, um, and I'm making these numbers up, right? So, but say that we expect you to have a 20% CTR in that case, and you only have a 15% CTR. Well, then you've just performed worse than we thought you should have been able to do in that position, whereas somebody who's on that exact same page, but in the last position where we expected a 3% CTR, and they actually got a 5% CTR, so they've done better. So that ad that was at the bottom is actually going to start rising slowly towards the top. The one that was at the top and that was underperforming is going to start dropping off, and eventually they might actually cross over, and, uh, and the, higher, the higher relevance one, even though it had a lower absolute CTR, will... Uh, we'll, we'll still be the one that can win. Okay, how about keyword insertion? Yeah, so keyword insertion is uh, another interesting one. So the, the main thing to understand about keyword insertion is that it literally inserts the keyword in your account. It does not insert the query that somebody typed in. Uh, so some advertisers are worried that if they use keyword insertion, all of a sudden these completely random things are going to show up in their ads that they actually don't sell and that that's going to be a, a bad experience. So we don't do that. We only insert the keyword that was matched in your account. So, so long as you make sure that the keywords in your ad group actually make sense when they would be used in dynamic keyword insertion in your ad text, you're going to be okay. The, the, the other aspect about that, by the way, is that to us, a, an ad text that uses keyword insertion versus the same ad text with that keyword hard-coded or hard-written into the ad, to us, that's the same thing because we look at the footprint of that ad text as opposed to you know, using keyword insertion versus not using keyword insertion. So we don't care about that. Okay, so one of the common questions is, um, will I get better quality score if I use dynamic keyword insertion routinely? Well, that's a complicated question, and there's no real uh, one true answer to that. W what keyword insertion does do is 
because it inserts the keyword into the ad text, it usually looks more relevant to the user because what they typed into the, the search box while something along those lines is going to show up in the ad text. Traditionally, that's a good thing. The, the risk that I see, though, is too many people, too many advertisers all use dynamic keyword insertion. And so they start kind of making cookie cutter ad texts as opposed to something that's really compelling, has a really great message. Um, and, and so it's a little bit of laziness to some degree, which, which you know, it's fine if, you, if you're starting off. But I think over time, really try to make the most compelling ad text and actually write something, uh, especially for your highest performing or highest volume keywords. That's a really good point. I think that is underappreciated, and that is that um, just having the keyword in the headline or even in the headline and in the body copy does not necessarily earn the advertiser the best possible click-through rate. The best possible click-through rate is the most relevant ad, and frequently that means that the the entire ad text, every 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 word in the ad, needs to be tailored to the search query that drove the, the, the uh, ad display. Right. Um, and then some uh, some other myths that I think we we can talk about here is the is the fact that if you advertise in AdWords, the click through rates that you see in the account combine your search partners as well as the the content network, right? So it's generally a good idea to have separate campaigns for the content network because the type of messaging that resonates on the content network when somebody didn't actually specifically search for your keywords but is reading about something contextually related to it is very different. Um, now, that's not to say that if you combine everything into a single campaign, that it would be a negative impact on your quality score. And the reason for that is that quality score is actually calculated separately for Google.com, for a search partner, as well as for a content network partner. Right. So the CTR that you see in your account kind of combines all of those elements, but that's not what we use in our calculations for quality score. We, Because we want to set a level playing field, the fundamental quality score is based off of Google.com traffic because that is the same for everyone, uh, and that's not dependent on variations in types of users and types of interest that you might see on a search partner net, uh, site. Hey, Frederic, um, uh, I'm realizing that... Uh we're running short on time, but we still have a lot to talk about. So uh, let's break for a commercial comeback and, uh, and, and try to hit the most important points. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual Affiliate Bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. 
Radio2010.com. Your advertising message is only as effective as your placement when you advertise with WebmasterRadio.fm. From 30-second commercials to 30-minute monthly programs, our team is comparable to any ad agency when it comes to production, placement, and positioning your message to not only the advertising world, but an even bigger audience of our loyal listeners and podcasters. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Frederic Valles and uh, shooting for the for the close here because we've run out of time, uh, but definitely want to get in a discussion of landing page quality and the contribution to quality score. So help us with that, please, Frederic. Right. So landing page quality is certainly another uh, m- m- mystical type uh, part of that system, and a lot of people misunderstand it. And and really, what landing page quality comes down to is it's a way for Google to weed out the types of sites that are not providing a lot of uh, useful information to users. Um, So a lot of business models that tend to not do well, uh, doorway pages, um, e-books typically, a lot of those are duplicating content. So uh, those are types of business models where we don't think there's a lot of value to the user. And we actually do measure that through user feedback, but also automated signals. And once we start seeing those, that, that will actually hurt your quality score. Uh, the, the important aspect, again, of this is that this is for us to weed out bad sites. This is not necessarily going to help boost your quality score. So a misconception that a lot of people have is they think, oh, for every single keyword I have in my account, I must have a unique landing page. Well, yes, if you have different product pages, it's probably a good idea to test whether linking each keyword to that specific product page is the best way to go. But if you're talking about a category of things, you know, all of those keywords within that same category could very well go to a page that's about that category, right? So if you're talking about flowers, um, you know, you could talk about roses, hyacinths, etc. All of those could go to a landing page that's about flowers in general. That's still relevant. So this is not Google trying to tell you, okay, you must design your website this way or that way. It is really a way for us to make sure that when a user comes to your site, they're actually getting the information that you promised them in the ad text, that they had a useful experience, and that they found unique content that they couldn't have found somewhere else. And and that really is the foundation of landing page quality. So um, and the easiest way, again, for you guys out there to, to check if your landing page quality is the problem or not is to da- take a look at the keyword analysis page, and that will straight up tell you if landing page quality is the issue. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that many cases when landing page quality is the issue, it goes back to that business model being uh, somewhat problematic. And I, I've seen very few accounts actually correct bad landing page quality. Uh, it is possible to do it, but it is unlikely because it does require in many cases that the business model be changed. Got it. That's going to help a lot of listeners. So uh, unfortunately, we do have to close. Um, I just want to ask you one more question, which is, uh, what do you consider to be some good sources of information about quality score? Yeah, so many of the, the correct answers on quality score 
are out there on the AdWords Help Center. So uh, to do a search for AdWords Help Center, and then within that, take a look at Quality Score. Uh, we even have a microsite that we built about six months ago, which has some of the most common misconceptions. It has a great video by Hal Varian, Google's chief economist. He kind of walks you through the uh, how Quality Score is calculated mostly off of, uh, of click-through rate. And he goes through an example of ranking, how the pricing is determined. So uh, some great videos out there on YouTube on the Help Center. Uh, and many resources that have the, the correct answers about how quality score really works. That's great. And we've got a link to those resources on the Clicks Marketing blog on the PPC Rockstars page, as well as a couple of other resources. Uh, um, our friend and, and frequent guest, uh, Brad Geddes, has a good section on his blog on bgtheory.com. And uh, another friend, Craig Danieloff, uh, of Click Equations has written a very, very good white paper that we encourage you to download. And again, there's a link on the uh, PPC Rockstars page. So, um, uh, merci bien, Frédéric, uh, or should I say, Dankuvel. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to having you on again soon. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, David. And thank you, listeners. Uh, come on back next week. Thanks for listening.